0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Lila and I'm Leo and uh, tonight we're going to give you some alternative news but uh, before we do that I want to announce my July website stats because I'm so unbelievably excited but uh, we had 6,336,607 visitors. Ah, We had over 80 million hits and over 16 million page views. Isn't that remarkable,
0: Lila?
1: Yeah, it is. Lila still doesn't believe it. I have to show her the stats 15 times a month in order to believe that so many people are interested in what we are saying. But anyway, uh, all around the world, 133 countries last month alone, and this month we're, we're breaking records too, so I just wanted to uh just wanted to mention that oh sure and, uh, yeah and uh we'll share that with you so we don't we don't think about ratings we're just overwhelmed by the response to to our program uh, not our program but our you know website and uh you know block docs insist that we don't have any ratings of substantial amounts but every so often every once one one day out of the week out of the month. They give us a thousand listeners. Interesting, huh? Yeah. And uh, and then the rest of the week they give us one or two, and then another one they'll give us a thousand listeners. You know what I mean? It's like in one day. It's like it's like they 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 are so screwed up, man. But anyway, we just continue to move along, knowing that we have millions of listeners, and uh, we're very happy about that. So uh, uh, that's the way it works. Anyway, tonight we wanted to. Uh, we got a lot of interesting stuff.
0: How about Everybody. this
1: article?
0: Yeah, will start. <clears throat> Orwellian FBI says citizens should have no secrets that the government can't access. Oh. The police and surveillance state predicted in the forward looking 1940s classic 1984 by George Orwell has slowly but steadily come to fruition. However, like a frog sitting idly in a pan of steadily warming water, Too many Americans still seem unaware that the slow boil of big government is killing their constitutional liberties. The latest sign of the stealth takeover of civil rights and freedom was epitomized in a recent testimony by FBI Director James Comey, who voiced his objections to civilian use of encryption to protect personal data, information the government has no automatic right to obtain. Read a little bit more. Go to the rest of this article.
1: Okay. Hmm. Did I get that. No. Hmm. All right. Oh uh, well, know.
0: it wouldn't come up. No. I did. I did have see it before. Here it is.
1: Mm-hmm. Is that the same. Mm-hmm.
0: One? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. okay, this article was submitted by Tyler Durden, whoever he is. The latest sign of the stealth takeover of civil rights and freedom was epitomized by James Comey in a recent Senate hearing, as reported by The New American. Comey testified that he believes the government, spy, and law enforcement agencies should have an unfettered access to everything Americans may store or send in electronic format on computer hard drives, in so-called iCloud, email, and text messaging for our own safety and protection. Like many in government today, Cormie believes that national security is more important than the constitutional privacy protections or apparently due process. After all, aren't criminals the only ones who really have anything to hide? In testimony before the hearing of the Senate Judiciary Committee entitled Going Dark, Encryption Technology and the Balance Between Public Safety and Privacy, Comey said that in order to stay one step ahead of terrorists, as well as international and domestic criminals, Uncle Sam's various spy and law enforcement agencies should have access to available technology used to de-encrypt protected data. Also, he believes the government should be the final arbitrator deciding when decryption is necessary. During the hearing the TNA reported, technology experts warned the panel that giving the FBI limitless access to the personal electron of Americans would open it up to the exploitation by bad actors. But Cormier was having none of that. So in essence, Cormier, like many before him, especially since the global war on terror was launched, believes that in the name of national security, Americans ought to give up more of their individual and constitutional rights because that's the only way we can be adequately protected. Perhaps realizing that his Senate hearing testimony was public, Comey gave the Constitution a passing glance, noting that government should respect the requirements and safeguards of the laws and the country's founding documents. However, as Americans now know, spy agencies during the past two presidential administrations have been tasked increasingly with conducting warrantless, unchecked surveillance of Americans' electronic data and communications. Is
1: that yeah, it
0: goes on a little bit more, but that's okay. basically what his testimony was. Okay. Well, well what I, does it mean? It means that uh our government considers all of us hostile, it has to That's
1: what they do, yeah. And has, has to they get really into do. all of
0: your personal stuff.
1: Sure.
0: And I don't think there's any need for that.
1: Nope. Well, you know, anybody thinks that Hillary is uh is the benefactor for students, uh and her student alone. Uh, program, you know, is uh, really not too good. Uh, it's about why Hillary Clinton's college tuition reform plan won't help students? This is by why not? Adams. Hillary Clinton's new plan to subsidize college tuition will do little to nothing to help most young students struggling to pay for college. But it will do a lot to boost the incomes of the college industrial complex. And not incidentally, it would woo members of that conflict, such as uh, college professors, away from their current flirtation with Clinton's presidential rival, Bernie Sanders. Clinton says that if elected president, she will push a bill increasing federal subsidies for tuition at um, public colleges. The plan involves a variety of proposals, including boosting federal grants to states to help them finance public colleges, And her campaign guesses that uh, the plan would cost $350 billion over 10 years, a number known outside the world of political journalism as $35 billion a year. Clinton says she'll pay for it by raising taxes on wealthy families. Why wouldn't this work? After all, student debt is skyrocketing. The total currently is somewhere above $1 trillion, and tons of those loans are now in technical default because the young people who took them out can't afford to repay them for their, from their barista tips. <laughs> so subsidy should be good, yes. So subsidies should be good, yes. Well, no. The colleges will just raise prices, as they have every single time in the past that anyone has increased federal spending on college tuition. Then the federal government increases student loans. The colleges put their prices up. When the federal government increases student grants, the colleges do the same. Huh. There you go. So, you know, what are you going to do? Well, there's
0: another page there.
1: Oh, wait a no, minute. No, this is just all crap. No.
0: Go, go, go back.
1: No, these are just words. These are all little uh, comments. These are just comments.
0: How what? about
1: up here? Oh, no, just nothing. Next page. Just go to the next
0: page. Oh, okay. Oh, you're it's right. pretty obvious. When you think about it, tuition costs have only really skyrocketed to insane levels since the federal government first started ramping up loans and grants in the 70s. Students and parents think they have government aid to thank for helping them afford college. In reality, they have government aid to curse. Without financial aid, college would be a lot cheaper. Since 1980, tuition at private colleges is up 800%, and at state universities, 900%. The growth in tuitions has outstripped inflation by a factor of three to four. Colleges can only do that because their customers, the kids, have access to money. The kids only have access to the money because they can get it from Uncle Sam. The college and industrial complex is a cartel. You can't get a white-collar job without getting their piece of paper. They can charge you whatever you happen to have in your wallet, and they do. This isn't just math. Conjecture and common sense. Just last month, the Federal Reserve Bank of New York, which has become the center for research into student debt, published a new paper precisely on this topic. The research has found a direct connection between increases in aid, such as federal loans and Pell Grants, and rising tuition. You can actually see the aid money flowing through the hands of the kids straight to the colleges. Each dollar of extra student loan availability raised tuition by about 65 cents, they found. Sure, students who get extra aid to cover the higher tuition will be no worse off, but they will be no better off either. Meanwhile, all those students who don't get extra aid will have to borrow even more to keep up. I come at this issue from a perspective... Frankly, of seeing rage. People of my generation were able to go to college for reasonable sums of money. Kids today are bankrupted before they even even graduate and there's no good reason for it, none. All the Horatio Alger Agil- alter talk of working your way through college may have been a viable a generation or two ago, but not today. In nineteen eighty a college kid had to work 260 hours at federal minimum wage to afford one year's tuition at State U. Try 1,260 hours, that's 31 weeks of full-time work a year. Good luck with your studies. And that's before counting taxes, room and board, and living expenses. The whole thing is a racket and a disgrace. Instead of increasing federal subsidies, the next president should order a federal investigation into price-fixing by the college cartels. Have you ever noticed how different institutions all seem to charge such similar amounts? What a coincidence. Meanwhile, someone needs to file an antitrust suit to break up their iron grip that the college industrial complex has on bachelor's degrees. Those degrees are now essential passports to most decent jobs. They're becoming as indispensable as a driver's license, for which people do not have to pay $100,000. Why should young people have to pay these extortion fees in order to sit an exam for a BA? Why can't they sit the exams independently after studying with private tutors or independent workshops? That's how it works with a lot of professional qualifications these days. If they have studied enough to pass the exams, why do they have to pay an extra $100,000 to a privileged institution in order to get the piece of paper? But instead, apparently, we're going to carry on with the same policies that got us here. Sure, that'll work.
1: You we see Hillary and Bill, and what's their offspring's name? Chelsea. Chelsea. They've all gone to college. They don't need it, and if they had to go to school, they 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 just buy the school, yeah, of course, and not only that, uh if you go to a uh, um well, it doesn't matter yeah it's a i I just feel sorry for anybody in college right now paying these idiot loans and to have somebody like her come along with no real idea at all. No, yeah. no, idea. no, no, idea. I mean, they, they, she thinks that uh, those grants are going to happen. She just adopts anybody. Yeah, else when you look anymore. at the, at the president of UConn, or not even president, president there makes half a million or a million.
0: More than well,
1: the governor. Yeah, well, way more than the governor. And and the the schmucks, uh, coaches, they're making three four million bucks a year. I mean they the go. coaches. I mean even though they're winning teams, they're college coaches and they're and they're public employees. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're not private schools. They're public schools. You know, I mean, why should those assholes? Why should those guys get, you know, three million dollars a year to run a girls' basketball team? Come on, what the hell. That, that's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Criminal, ridiculous. And those poor students are paying unbelievable amounts of money for 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 nothing. It's terrible, terrible, terrible. Monsanto roundup herbicide confirmed carcinogenic. Isn't that interesting? Huh? Hmm. No kidding. Yeah. It's not like we didn't know that, but it's like the EPA just decided to come on and say it, you know. <laughs> Quite so positive. Yeah. The World Health Organization, WHO, uh, WHO, have released a full report on Monsanto's roundups, which should conclude that the herbicide made up of glyphosate is cancer-causing. There are more than 750 products for sale in the USA alone with contain glyphosate, the main ingredient in Monsanto's herbicide that have been selling since the 1970s. The agency is comprised of an international review board which determined that glyphosate is indeed carcinogenic. Considering that more than 80% of the biotechs created GM crops throughout the world were manufactured to be used with this herbicide, it would logically follow that the majority of our food supply is now contaminated by a cancer-causing agent. Following the release of the report, the country of Sri Lanka decided to blend glyphosate glyphosate, uh, completely, and other countries are considering a similar move. Is this information just too much to swallow for more immediate action to follow, or have governments been infiltrated so completely by biotech that the announcement that most of our food is covered in poison will simply be ignored? (laughs) The National Pesticide Information Center has done nothing to update its website to inform citizens that IARC has declared that this herbicide is carcinogenic. In fact, they instead post the following word for word Is glyphosate likely to contribute to the development of cancer? Well, animal studies have shown
0: evidence. Have not
1: shown. Have not shown that glyphosate. but exposure is linked to cancer. Studies that people have also shown little evidence that exposure to glyphosate products is linked with cancer. This is an outrageous lie that should be removed immediately, but it won't be because we are dealing with an industry which regulates itself. Unless people around the world take massive grassroot action, instead of waiting on their governments to respond, Monsanto and the biotech industry will continue to sell known cancer causing agents hmm. Man, I'll tell you. It just gets worse and worse, you know? Uh, uh, t- 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 uh, uh, 35 years. Yeah, in this poor bugger. 35 years in prison without a conviction.
0: Jerry
1: Hartfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, hang on a was is 35 years in prison with no conviction.
0: Jerry t- Hartfield was only 20 years old in 1977 when he was convicted of murder of Eunice Lowe and sentenced to death. In 1980, the Texas Court of Criminal Appeals overturned his conviction because of the method by which jurors were selected. Three years later, Hartfield's sentence was commuted to life in prison by then Governor Mark White. Let's state that again. Hartfield was convicted in 1977, his conviction was overturned in 1980 which means he should have been a free man at the time. However, Hartfield remained in jail, and three years later, the governor commuted his sentence to life in prison. How can a governor commute a sentence when there's no conviction? Surely someone would have filed some type of paperwork to have Hartfield released, right? Nope. As it turned out, Hartfield wasn't even notified that his conviction was overturned, and that there was no sentence to commute until 2006, 29
1: years oh later. Oh, God. One of the issues at hand is Hadfield's IQ. Hatfield's IQ scored at only 51, uh, though the state psychologist assessed his IQ at 67, which is below the threshold of 70 when defining mental impairment disability. So who's to blame in this mess? If you listen to Matagorda County District Attorney Stephen Rice, Hatfield himself is uh. to blame. The DA, in order to relieve his office of the state of Texas of any responsibility, stated that Hartfield bears some responsibility for not filing paperwork for nearly a quarter century. Well, how was he
0: supposed to this know? The guy
1: can't even write his name for a crime. How could a DA,
0: who shows that the constitutional violations like this do not occur, blame a mentally incompetent man for wasting way in jail for 35 years? Even a State District Judge Craig Ettenbaum stated. That the state's negligence caused a 30 year delay in bringing Hatfield to trial, but went on to blame Hatfield by saying he failed to present a clear, unambiguous demand to the trial court for a speedy trial. It's also worth noting that once Hatfield's death sentence was commuted, his lawyers stopped representing him, leaving the mentally disabled Hatfield to contend with the legal system all by himself. But he couldn't do that, nobody could. Regardless of the fact that the state has kept a mentally incompetent man locked behind bars with no conviction for over three decades, Texas still plans on retrying Hartfield for the original murder charge. If this sounds a little far-fetched, well, it's only the beginning. The state no longer has any evidence to present at the trial. The murder weapon can't be found. The car where the murder took place no longer exists. And as far as witnesses go, most of the 125 potential witnesses are either dead or can't be found. If you're wondering if Hartfield was innocent or guilty of the crime of which he was convicted, that's a hard question to answer. One of the, re- of the reasons his sentence was overturned in the first place is that the judge removed at least one juror who was not in favor of the death penalty. After the trial was over, the jury foreman was overheard saying the jurors were all farmers and ranchers down here, and and when one of our own animals goes crazy, we shoot it. The only thing in the Hartfield's favor is a potential conviction. Yes, I said conviction. If he's convicted this go-around, he'll instantly be eligible for parole under Texas law that was used at the time of his original trial. Oh, God.
1: That uh, poor guy. Um, that's why they... <laughs> that's what happened to him in the beginning. I mean, the poor guy didn't know what was going on. And, uh know, yeah, terrible. Ah, that's sad. Um, mm-hmm. They
0: have water rationing in Puerto Rico, I'd say.
1: Yeah, you want to read... Uh, I was curious about this one here, but war veterans suffering from... Uh, post-traumatic stress are using medical marijuana and here's why. Mm, Helps them. Sure. Let me get in here. This is from blog San Francisco Geek. geek, Warts veterans suffer from post-traumatic stress. Patients who suffer from mental disorders such as post-traumatic stress disorder uh, also suffer from a long-standing stigma of abusing uh, marijuana. This problem has many American veterans fighting another battle, this time for safe access, as more emerging research suggests that cannabis effectively treat or even possibly cure post-traumatic stress disorder. And studies conducted both in America and abroad have found strong evidence to support the use of marijuana-derived substances such as THC and CBD to have a positive effect on post-traumatic stress symptoms. Post-traumatic stress is a severe mental health condition. uh, Triggered by recurring
0: thoughts of terrifying events that was experienced or witnessed, but yet there are no specialized medications for PTS patients, and the ones currently recommended for the disorder provide limited efficacy. PTS sufferers also being shut out by medical marijuana laws themselves as Colorado health officials recently je- rejected PTS as an ailment eligible for cannabis medication. And despite the existence of medical marijuana laws in 20 C- 23 states, only five listed PTS as a qualifying condition. These reasons are why many vets are taking it upon themselves to take up yet another fight to legalize medical cannabis for PTS patients. Studies have shown that people with PTS have built up an endocannabinoid deficiency. Medical cannabis can replace the lost cannabinoids and provide patients ultimate relief
1: from the troubling me- memories. Scientists have determined that the normal CB1 receptor signaling deactivates traumatic memories and endows it with a gift of forgetting, um, said Martin Lee, director of Project CBD but skewed CB1 signaling due to endocannabinoid deficits Mm -hmm. result in impaired fear extinction, uh, adverse memory consolidation, and chronic anxiety, Mm -hmm. the hallmarks of PTSD. Yeah, some of the treatments are now doing so in a variety of of methods. Uh, Raw cannabis flowers uh, with high THC uh, content and provide efficient Relief with smoke to vaporize, even cannabis-infused edibles and topical treatments are effective. Methods of replacing the sorely needed endocannabinoids lacking in a PTSD patient system, mm-hmm. and uh, it goes on. But I, I suggest you you might want to look at this article if you have the tendency. It's uh, from SF War Veterans um, FS. Uh, what is it? FS Gate mm-hmm. blog.sfgate.com. I don't know. Uh, there we go. Watering, Water rationing in Puerto Rico hit the poor. These resorts untouched. How interesting. Yeah, I, nobody's heard about
0: that. I did, I read, about, I did read about a it the other drought, day.
1: A drought in Puerto Rico?
0: Yep. Hmm. Pacing across the cracked earth of his family's land as hot dry winds shook the surrounding trees, Thirty-three-year-old Roberto Fernandez prescribed how two years of severe drought has devastated the island, very much like California. Last year the pastures weren't getting rain and weren't able to regrow, and my livestock started getting hungry and sick. When the animals don't have enough food, it takes a toll on their defense system, and the ticks took hold and started spreading disease. There were carcasses of adult cows every year. That's when I understood the pretty shocking reality of the drought. Other farmers who bring produce to the agronic market, Fernandez, set up in the nearby city of Ponce, are also suffering. Production has dwindled dramatic, drastically, he said. We're really deep into the problem now. Since the usual tropical rain fizzles out in February, the USDA has declared more than a quarter of Puerto Rico a disaster area. In July, usually one of the wettest months, the island just got four centimeters of rain. Now 2.8 million residents live in a part of the country suffering either an extreme or severe drought. As the Commonwealth's reservoirs dropped to their lowest level in decades, the government has declared a state of emergency and implemented strict rationing. Hundreds of thousands of Puerto Ricans now have had tap water only every third day, And that tightened this past week, giving families water only two days a week. Oh, my God. It's been water for one day, then no water for two days. Government officials are telling residents that now is not the time to wash their cars, fill swimming pools, or hose down their sidewalks and patios. The rationing affects the rich, the middle class, and the poor. It affects children, adults, and seniors. But the rationing has not hit everyone equally. As poor islanders fill up buckets and bathtubs on the few days they have water, the pools, fountains, and showers of the coastlands, hotels, and resorts remain untouched. The most affected residents have been those with the fewest resources, says San Juan academic and activist Jose Rivera told Think Progress. But in the hotels in the majority of condominiums, like the one I live in, The rationing either isn't being done at all, or they're only partially implementing it. So far, the population has remained calm, but I expect this inequality of sacrifices to eventually provoke protests. Rivera added that when public schools reconvene this month, the water rationing will disrupt classes and the school breakfast and lunch programs. This will especially harm more than half of the Puerto Rican children living in poverty. For
1: Fernandez, the water rationing policy is a symbol of deeper problem. I see it as uh, such as parallel of government policy in general. He said, the government's put more value on those from abroad than they are concerned about the local situation and the well-being of the public. Mm. Part of right. A particularly harsh El Nino that began in March, a recurring weather phenomenon characterized by warm ocean temperatures fueling the Puerto Rico's drought and shows no sign of letting up. Some yeah. studies indicate that climate change caused by increased carbon pollution in the Earth's atmosphere may cause the frequency of severity of El Nino's. The drought comes at a time when Puerto Rican government is at least able to cope with it, is least able, facing a massive $73 billion debt crisis that some officials call unpayable, and the Commonwealth. Went into default at the beginning of August by missing a major loan payment to its bond bondholders. The state government, crippled by debt, the federal government is extending low-interest emergency loans to farmers hurt by the drought and setting up desalination plants to uh, help prevent Puerto Rico's reservoirs from completely drying up. Wow. Yeah, uh, <coughs> the fiscal the fiscal crisis and the drought are intertwined in another way. For decades, Puerto Rico has put off spending money on fixing and strengthening its infrastructure, including water res- reservoirs and aqueducts. So much of the little water left is being lost due to cracks and leaks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, so the residents have to get creative. Yeah. And, uh,
0: it's very sad. Yeah. It just seems terrible. Uh, terrible,
1: terrible, terrible, terrible. But, you know, they don't talk much about that and about what's happening in the... uh, They don't want everybody to know what's happening in California, either. No. Some people have been
0: without water for a couple of years. Yeah. What's happened in California is that the aquifer, which is beneath the ground, of course, um, the water has reduced so much that... You have a well, but the pipe that you have won't reach the water. So it costs, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars to drill down far enough to reach that water, and most ordinary people can't afford it. I was reading that um, a farmer, he's drilling down, but he has a big farm. He raises pistachios, and it's going to cost him a million dollars to drill some new wells. I mean, how many folks can access a million dollars to drill
1: a really well
0: deep enough
1: to reach the aquifer? You must sell a lot of pistachios. But here's something interesting. Um, there's actually two kind of interesting ones. Uh, I think this, yeah, this this one is when he raised, Trump raised his hand and said he was going to be a, he could be an independent. Oh. That's a kind of interesting. But uh, white military men. Openly carrying large guns descend on Ferguson. <gasps> militiamen. Militiamen, yeah. What did I say? Military men. Yeah, you yeah. meant militiamen. Yeah. So me. uh yeah. Isn't that a little dangerous? Well, these guys these guys are these guys are tired of they that's right next to St. Louis, which is uh you know. One year after criticizing the militarized police force in Ferguson, the Oath Keepers, a group of armed white militiamen took to the city streets clashing with protesters on Monday night. The day after a tense standoff between cops and protesters as well as the police shooting of an armed teenager, hundreds of police uh, protesters gathered on West Forest Avenue where a state of emergency was declared in St. Louis. Officers in riot gear told the crowd to disperse and arrested people who did not comply. Then several white militiamen showed up to the protest carrying rifles and would not leave when demonstrators asked them to. Open carry is open carry, said one of the armed men. I'm not an attorney, I'm just happy we're able to defend ourselves. It's been our right for a long time, and various states have finally come online and acknowledged that what the people want. People got knocked down and stuff stolen from them. That's why, said another. But uh, according to Ferguson committee woman uh, Patricia Bynes, these their presence put a spotlight on the hypocrisy of Missouri's open-carry law. If there were black and brown people in the country who showed up in the streets, open-carry assault rifles and paramilitary garb, would they still be received the same way? She speculated to NBC News, it seems to be that especially when it comes to the Second Amendment, there seems to be a different way that it is enforced. There were two blocks of police. They saw them, she continued. It's more about the hypocrisy of, wow, if anybody out there tried that they'd be met with a different greeting for police. Oh that's for sure. And she's right. <laughs> she's right on that. According to the self identified Patriot Group's website, oath keepers are formally serving military police uh military police, police and first responders. To pledge to fulfill the oath all military and police take to defend the constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. However, the group is widely perceived as an anti-government vigilante organization. In a communique released several weeks after Michael Brown was shot and killed last year, the group released a communique blasting law enforcement treating treatment of Ferguson protesters. It said, The current riot control tactics of the local police rooted in outmoded techniques developed in the 1950s and only made worse by the ongoing militarization of our police, uh, failing the people of Ferguson, giving them a false choice, between rampant looting on one hand and hyper-militarized police and curfews on the other, which also failed to stop the looting, leaving the mistaken impression among many of the American people that even more militarization and curtailment of free speech and assembly is needed. Hmm. Yeah. One officer in St. Louis, Dan Page, was suspended last year for his racist and sexist rhetoric at an Oath Keeper meeting. He was relieved of duty in the Ferguson protests. Uh video of his April tirade went viral, and Page was charged with quelling the unrest in the aftermath of Brown's death. The group has been active in other parts of the country as well. During the armed standout between Clevin Bundy, an outlaw rancher who refused to relinquish his cattle, the officials, uh, the federal officials, Oath Keepers, descended on Nevada to provide the rancher with additional manpower. But it turned out that that guy was... Uh, was not that swift. Mm.
0: Yeah.
1: And he was, he'd been using that forever.
0: Oh, really?
1: Yeah. And it wasn't really his. I mean, it wasn't his at all. You know, he was just using government land. It wasn't his land. But it was government land that was next to him. So, look at this, Lila. Look at the ten of the top toxic ingredients mm-hmm. that can be found at a typical McDonald's menu. Oh. Yeah. God, okay, I don't
0: eat that stuff,
1: huh? I know. Uh, but it's unbelievable that what they have here. Uh, sodium benzoate can be found in many of McDonald's sauces, as well as in most of their soft drinks. One UK study found that consuming a mixture of sodium benzoate with artificial food colors can be linked to increased hyperactivity in children. The study recommended that children should avoid foods with these products. Uh, learn more about disturbing ingredients. Yeah, what
0: else is in there? Uh, not even food. No. Okay. Uh, oops. Uh, okay. McDonald's has a very complicated brand image, entirely unhealthy. Yet an affordable option that is almost universally available. McDonald's isn't a place we go to get our nutritional meat met with most research connecting our Western fast food diet directly to various diseases, such as diabetes, cancer, and heart disease, one begins to wonder why this company continues to serve billions and billions. Availability is the key to McDonald's worldwide success. This fast food mecca can be found in every airport, off rural highways, on college campuses, and who knows, maybe one day the Golden Arches might even show up in the Arches National Park. All joking aside, the global addiction to McDonald's is frightening. And assuming that McDonald's isn't going away anytime soon, then perhaps it's time you know some of the toxic ingredients that can be found in a typical McDonald's menu. Acrylamide. The item on the items on McDonald's menus may vary slightly from country to country, but there is one fried food you can expect to find worldwide, fries. In Canada, these famous fries can be served with gravy or cheese curds, but all McDonald's fries contain one very unhealthy element, acrylamide. While acrylamide is not added ingredient, it is a result of frying foods, one of the most common methods of cooking at McDonald's. Acrylamide levels are particularly high in fried potatoes. The debate over the link to acrylamide in cancer continues. Yet this chemical um, levels are particularly high in fried potatoes. I did say that. Excuse me. There's a debate, yet this chemical compound can be found on the Proposition 65 list. This is a list of chemicals known to the state of California to cause cancer on reproductive toxicity. For example, if your fries are cooked longer and the color turns a dark brown, then these fries will, will carry a much higher level of acrylamide than fries which are cooked for less time. Azodicarbonide. Almost every bun at McDonald's contains dough conditioners. These ingredients which are used to improve the texture of the dough, McDonald uses azo dicarbonide in their buns from the sesame to the microb buns. In the UK, you cannot find azo-carbonate in McDonald's buns because it's banned there. It is also banned in most European countries as well as Australia. In Singapore, using azo bicarbonate can result in a 15-year sentence and a fine of $450,000. But we get it here. We get it for free here. Yeah. We can eat it and enjoy
1: it and buy. And your kids love it.
0: Sodium acid pyrophosphate. Sodium acid pyrophosphate is a synthetic substance which is often used as a leavening agent. The Center for Science and Public Interest warns that excessive consumption could lead to dietary imbalances that might contribute to osteoporosis. This can be found in McDonald's hash, browns, eggs, to name a a few fast food items. In bulk form, uh, sodium acid pyrophosphate Causes severe inflammation if it comes in contact with the skin or eyes or is inhaled or
1: ingested. Wow. She said so they're putting this in, in eggs and, and in their food and yep. it causes incredible
0: inflammation. Dimethyl polycyl oxane oxane. boy, that's a mouthful, is added to cooking oils and used as an anti foaming agent to cook McDonald's fillet of fish, chicken McNuggets, and french fries. It can also be found in cosmetics, hair conditioners, silly potty, and even breast implants.
1: God. THBQ. The chicken McNuggets are also prepared in a vegetable oil with a chemical preservative called THBQ, or I won't even. Try. Territory buter, whole food, a queen oil, a petroleum
0: so it's based, it's based it's product it's
1: which can also be found in cosmetic products <laughs> such as eyeshadows. Good <laughs> oh, oh, disgusting!
0: Isn't that terrible? So, you don't want to eat their food, please? It's yeah. not even food, it's all chemical.
1: Ah, I mean, this is crazy, huh? And, uh uh, I read all the Oh, oh so I said read for once. So I've read all thing. yeah. Okay. So, folks, that's it. That's how the terrible your McDonald's meal is. God. You can't even pronounce any of the words that, uh, any of the stuff that you And if you're
0: eat. eating something you can't pronounce,
1: well, maybe you should stay away from it. I think so, huh? I think so. Wow. Wow. All right. Cook organic, not the planet. <laughs> Millions against Monsanto. Save the bees. Clothes for change. Get Those
0: are campaigns.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, campaigns. For Tubbies. change. Yeah. Oh, anyway. You can go to Organic Consumer Association, okay, it's their, their blog. And, uh, you know, and see what they got. See what they got. They got a lot. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, anyway, let's see what else we got. Open letter to Bernie Sanders. Please leave the effort to protect consumers right now. Right to know. Yeah, I was going to show you something, I want to show you this, because this came up yeah, just the other day. And, uh, uh, I think it's important to note, because it's got a, it shows you that, um, uh, Oh, it's, this is a. kind of as a wrapper, or not a wrapper, but a container. Okay. Um, on uh, U. U. Uh, uh, on. Uh, it's a container. Uh, sold food sold in Hershey syrup that's sold in other countries. Mm-hmm. They have to, by law, put down that they manufactured. Uh, uh, they use GMOs mm-hmm. for their consumers. Okay. US manufacturers have to label GMOs for their consumers abroad.
0: But not but here. But not here.
1: Okay. And they show the where it says on, on Hershey's syrup. Okay. Produced from
0: genetically modified sugar beets and corn.
1: Yeah. And made in USA. right there. Yeah. That's what they and they have to show this.
0: They yeah. have to label it abroad, but they don't have to label it here.
1: Yeah, but not for Americans. They say it's costly and will confuse us imagine that. Imagine that.
0: I'm not confused at all. I don't want it.
1: This this is put out by Aaron Brockovich, by the way. And um here's another one. A can of spam says Monsanto on it, ingredients says none of your business. No, I don't <laughs> believe that too. Yeah. Now this was interesting to me. Stephen Hawkins, uh Hawking, uh joined uh Academic Boycott of Israel good for him. Yeah. He was asked to show up and he and he refused because of their treatment of Palestine. But he said
0: Professor Stephen Hawking is back in the academic boycott of Israel by pulling out of a conference hosted by Israeli President Shimon Peres in Jerusalem as a protest at Israel's treatment of the Palestinians.
1: Now, this was now the interesting thing was this this article was written in May thir- 2013. I didn't okay. yeah.
0: Hawkins, 71, the world-renowned theoretical physicist and former Lucian,
1: Lucian professor, professor, of professor
0: of mathematics at the University of Cambridge, had accepted an invitation to headline the fifth annual President's Con- Conference, facing tomorrow in June, which features major international personalities. Hawkins is in very poor health, but last week he wrote a brief letter to the Israeli president To say it changed his mind. He has not announced his decision publicly, but a statement published by the British Committee for the Universities of Palestine with Hawking's approval described it as his independent decision to respect the boycott based upon his knowledge of Palestine and on the unanimous, unanimous advice of his own academic contacts there. This happened in in 2013.
1: I didn't realize well, that. Well, this was in the letter. It did, yeah. So, you know, whether it happened or not, I then I don't know. It didn't say. But. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, that's uh that just just so you know that did happen. We didn't know about that. No. Did you. No. Uh, interesting, huh? This was from the, the, Guardian. Was the Guardian, but it was based on Israel. But it was written in May thirteenth, uh, May thirteenth, May seventh, May uh, two thousand thirteen. Yeah, interesting. Huh? So, I thought that was interesting. Mhm. It's funny how it's funny how, how news gets censored, huh? Until two years later when it doesn't seem relevant. All right. not... No, I just I just wanted to keep going. Okay, Uh there was another one that I wanted to read about the boycott. I don't know if I put it up there. I thought did. I thought did. What oh, what's did. that about Donald Trump? Oh, Trump, yeah. Is his tax plan too simple? What about corporate taxes and so on and so? On? Listen listen to listen to what this um I'm this interested is. to see what it is. Yeah, it's it's an interesting proposal, but it's doesn't yeah? He doesn't go far enough. Believe it. it. Says Trump's code. Okay. The liberal media has been going absolute berserk over Trump's remarks on immigration. However, they are ignoring his stance on other issues, some of which are very insightful. In his book, Time to Get Tough: Making America Number One Again, he published in 2011. Donald Trump uh, laid out a plan of tax uh, for, to transform America's tax code, and it was beautiful. Of course, this is from conservative Tribune.
0: Yeah. Trump's code, which he calls the 1-5-10-15 income tax plan, is a simplistic way to fix our nation's broken tax system without putting the strain on any particular group of people. Under Trump's tax plan, those making up to $30,000 a year will pay 1% in federal income taxes. $30,000 to $100,000 will pay 5%. $100,000 to $1 million will pay 10%. One million or above will pay 15%. It's clear and fair. Wrote Trump on his tax plan. Best of all, it can be filled out on the back of a postcard and will save Americans big, big bucks on accountants and massive amounts of time wasted attempting to decipher
1: their tax code. Well, that's true. Trump also wrote, "Imagine your paycheck was 40% higher than it currently is." That what could happen? What could you do with
0: 40% more wealth? How many jobs and opportunities for others could you create?
1: The longer you really think about it, the matter you get, he wrote, especially when you consider the waste, fraud, and abuse the federal government traffics in as it inflicts its uh, self defeating policies on hard working Americans. Well, Trump's rhetoric on tax continues to this day. On CBS Face the Nation, Trump stated that he tries to pay as little tax as possible.
0: I fight like hell to pay as little as possible for two reasons. Number one, I'm a businessman. That's what you're supposed to do. And you put the money back in your company and employees and all of that. He also added but the other reason is that I hate the way our government spends our taxes. I hate the way they waste our money. Trillions and trillions of dollars of waste and abuse. I hate it. Trump's proposed tax plan is fair and shows real promise at fixing what has arguably become America's biggest headache. It doesn't tax the poor to the point of back bankruptcy, and it doesn't punish the rich for being successful.
1: So that's
0: that. Right. So I, what, I, what is that again? Let's read that again. Okay. Up to 30000 30, a year, you pay 1% in federal income taxes. So if you make $30,000 a year, how much would you pay?
1: uh three hundred bucks.
2: Yeah.
1: All right. Uh thirty thousand to a hundred thousand will pay five percent, so whatever the you know, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. If it's a hundred thousand you pay ten thousand. Right? Uh no, you pay one thousand. Mhm. Jesus. If it's uh, if it's a hundred thousand dollars a year you pay one uh five percent, which would be um five hundred dollars, right? Mhm. No. For some reason. Uh, five. No, if you made if you made thirty thousand dollars, right? Yep. One percent is what? One percent is three hundred dollars. Mhm. But if you pay, if you make over thirty to say a hundred thousand, you have to pay
0: five. Five percent.
1: See, I don't I don't agree with him on that at all. Because why do why should the guy at a hundred get get hit the same as a guy making thirty? one thirty thousand one hundred dollars you know mm-hmm. right? he's got to pay five percent too but if he didn't make if he didn't make i mean hey, can you imagine i mean he'd have to pay five percent so his his tax would be fifteen hundred dollars a year mm-hmm. okay but if he made one pen one dollar less and but made thirty thousand his tax would only be three hundred a year mm-hmm. so don't you think the guy's going to be looking for some serious uh way to not work that one extra day.
0: I don't blame
1: them. I no, would too. I would too. You know, so uh, and say, hey, I don't want to get paid for yeah, day. <laughs> you know?
0: I think it. I think it. It's simple, and it would reduce a lot of
1: problems with the government. It would, but it has to be graduated. It can't be like. I mean, why? Why? I mean, somebody making thirty thousand dollars has. To, why should he have to pay one percent? Five percent. One. Thirty thousand no, no, per year. You know, no, thirty thousand per to a, year we'll I pay one percent in federal taxes. But it also says thirty thousand
0: to a hundred thousand you pay five
1: percent. Yeah but per and $1. Up to thirty thousand we'll make we'll pay one percent. Thirty thousand and over
0: Over thirty
1: thousand to, right. to a hundred thousand we pay five percent. And a hundred thousand to a 1000000 we'll pay ten percent.
0: Don't you think there's a big difference between someone making 100000 and somebody making a $1 million?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Why should they be penalized for 5%? You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? It doesn't make sense. But
0: what he's saying is that there are no, no loopholes. That's what you have well, to say. Well, I can see that. There are no
1: loopholes at all.
0: fine. That's it. That That's it. There's no deductions, flat no loopholes. It's just a flat tax. Maybe. Yeah, so if you have five kids you're not getting a deduction. If you yeah, buy a house, you're not getting a deduction. That's your tax, that's what you pay. No.
1: But anyway, uh but the thing the thing that surprised me was that's
0: what I understand of but, what yeah, it. Yeah, but said. the thing that
1: surprised me is that's individual taxes. But he does nothing about corporate taxes. He says nothing about it. Well, maybe. No, Leo. What?
0: We haven't read his book, so we don't know. No, no, but this
1: is what this guy is saying here. Okay? That's
0: maybe that part of it. We don't know if he hasn't said anything. We haven't read his book. They've just given us that piece. So we don't know if he has a plan for that.
1: Right. And I haven't read that book either, so. So we don't know. But the reporting is not very well either on this. So if they, you know. doesn't, it doesn't talk about anything like that. You know, about what. What about corporate income? I, oh, I, think, that's
0: an, I think that's an important you know, piece, but maybe
1: way, he doesn't want. It. He just wants an income tax on individuals. I don't know. But the problem with the problem with so much of Trump stuff is that it's not really. You know, no matter what he says, it does. It, it always comes up, you know, edited, you
2: know.
1: Mm. So there's you don't know. Stuff, you know. You you'll see you see the oh, actual. there's, there's a, a video on what
0: he, have yeah, to yeah, what well, he has to say.
1: Do you think you know, before you listen to this, okay? I want to do you think she's defending the dignity ask yourself, is she defending the dignity of Monica Lewinsky and her husband in this statement? All okay. right. Trump said she and Bill Clinton went to his uh, third wedding because he paid a hundred thousand dollars to the Clinton Foundation. Trump should ask for his money back. Listen uh-huh. to this. Worked for, stood up for, advocated enough. Right,
2: it's time to see. They say about women, not one woman who is perfectly capable and incredibly impressive, able to take care of herself, but all these women that I have fought for, worked for, stood up for, advocated for, and want to be a president for, who may not have the opportunity to defend themselves, who may lose the right, to exercise a personal choice if certain of the Republicans were to be successful, I don't want that forgotten. So, yes, I know it makes great TV. I think the guy went way overboard, offensive, outrageous, pick your adjective, but what Marco Rubio said has as much of an impact in terms of where the Republican Party is today as anybody else on that stage, and it is deeply troubling, and it should be to the press not just to those of us who've been doing this work for so long. He didn't want abortions, is that
1: it? No.
2: Marco Rubio. Oh,
1: Marco Rubio, yeah, but mm -hmm. also uh, Trump. She's saying Trump went overboard, his comments about Fox News. Yeah, but then she... And she she added that Marco Rubio's stupidity was beyond, you know...
0: Beyond the pale and ignored by the
1: press. Yeah. So, you know, it's nice of her to say that you know, and talk about that, but she doesn't, you know, you know, she doesn't talk about the dignity of, of what, of her, you know, and it's just, this was cute. <laughs> Children, <laughs> what well, sounds did like you hear on the trip to the farm yesterday?
0: Ooh,
1: bah, whack. <laughs> <laughs> get off that fucking tractor. <laughs> That's the uh, sound uh, that you get, hear, this one, I, this is brilliant actually. Uh, written by Upton Sinclair. He said, "It is difficult to get a man to understand something when his salary depends on his not understanding it." Uh
0: uh-huh.
1: huh. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? Uh, I thought so. Anyway, we'll give you. We just got a couple more minutes here. Let's see if I can get you. Uh, uh, let's see. Oh yeah, here we go. Popular. Uh-huh. What? Well, popular baby powder is causing cancer. How about so, that? Johnson's baby powder. Very bad for you. It causes mesophilioma.
0: Oh,
1: it's just, like when it's been
0: healed.
1: just like asbestos, yeah. It says, uh for those who demand health freedoms especially is it uh, baby powder or talc powder has been has been a go to product for preventing rashes cool skin and freshen up for quite some time. This product takes up space in many store shelves, but some have suggested that talcum powder may be linked to ovarian cancer. This is because because talc powder has chemicals similar to asbestos, a known carcinogen found in fire-resistant and insulating materials. In the 1970s, 10 out of 20 cosmetic-grade talc samples tested positive for asbestos. However, Johnson & Johnson, a talc powder manufacturer, declared that their products were asbestos-free. The Kramer study. In 1982, 215 women suffering from ovarian cancer participated in a study made to analyze the correlation between talc powder and ovarian cancer. Forty-three percent of the women reported using cosmetic-grade talc powder on their genital areas. The study revealed that talc powder can remain in ovaries for many years, causing inflammation in creating a cancerous environment.
0: Talcum powder was proven to increase increase the risk of ovarian cancer by 33%. 10,000 women developed ovarian cancer as a result of baby powder use. Women are three times more likely to develop ovarian cancer when it's used in genital areas. So why is talcum powder still on the shelf? Despite the results of the study, a 1999 study using the same women stated the association between talcum powder and ovarian cancer was modest, and that previous studies had results that were not of statistical significance. The 1999 study has its own limi- limitations, however. Refer- researchers had no way of verifying the duration of talc powder use and how that relates to ovarian cancer. Also, the study was only done with women who had already been pregnant. The effects of talc use prior to women's first pregnancy were not analyzed
1: here. Alternatives are uh, cornstarch, corn starch. <laughs> okay.
0: arrow, arrow,
1: arrowroot powder, chickpea powder, uh, corn flour, rice flour, oat flour, uh, and if you've got acne or scarring, oat flour wow. helps to minimize these unflattering marks. Huh. always used to reflect, relieve itching for bug bites or sores. Oat flour. Hmm. Yeah, that's good. Oh, look, rice flour, when mixed with a tablespoon of yogurt, this flour aids in treating wrinkles, skin pigmentation, and blemishes. Huh. Corn flour is commonly used to soothe skin rashes and irritations. Chickpea powder is mixing this useful powder with olive oil is great for combating dry skin. Used on its own, chickpea powder is great for oily skin. Uh, arrowroot powder, uh, this is a lightweight, White powder that makes your skin feel soft and smooth. <clears throat> and cornstarch, addition to being natural, uh, cornstarch is not as easily inhaled as talcum powder. Inhaling talcum powder can damage your immune system. Holy mm-hmm. yeah. cow. I didn't know that. Did you know that? I didn't There's know that. There's a lot
0: of things that I didn't know, yeah. I guess.
1: Oh, and did you know that Brita pitchers cannot filter
0: fluoride? Fluoride,
1: yeah. Yeah, they then discovered a new pitcher that filters out fluoride uh, and disease common cancer, but the pitcher does not. So
0: what filters out fluoride?
1: I don't know. his secret here. I have no there. Isn't and there anyway? show us. It's not going to
0: show us. We're
1: at the, the end of our time anyway. Yeah, so anyway, perfect water purifier. You probably have to make your own. Yeah. So not going to Yep. Okay. So anyway, we want to thank everybody who joined us tonight. And uh, we hope that you will continue to follow us and come tomorrow when we do Union Nights. Yes. So good night, everybody. Yes. Have a wonderful
0: Enjoy the rest of uh, your evening. Good night, folks. <laughs>